Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Pop a top again I've just got time for one more round Set em up my friend Then I'll be gone Welcome back to Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast Back for week six now I'm Gonna have a little bit of a shorter show for you guys today Travis and I actually didn't get back in town yesterday until uh, it is Tuesday night. We're recording. We did not get back until late yesterday afternoon from our long weekend in Cincinnati where we watched our Miami Dolphins blow a 17-point fourth-quarter lead and just wallowed in self-pity. Um, so we're gonna, we didn't have a lot of time to do a full-blown show, so we aren't going to do a first and ten segment this week. Due to the long weekend that we had in Cincinnati, we are going to give you our normal generous digest, talk about some trending topics from the weekend, and answer some uh, some Facebook and Twitter mailbag questions from our loyal Facebook and Twitter followers. I uh, just want to give a quick update on the gambling picks. There will be no punishment for Travis or I because our first guest did less than stellar on his picks for the weekend. Terrible. Mm. Terrible. Yeah, I guess, I, guess, one? I guess it's tied for – wait – yeah, because the the first time I got a punishment, I guess I went three and five. No, I went two and six when I got my first one. I can't remember what it was. But still, two wins uh, on the gambling picks is tied for the worst amount of wins. He went two, five, and one. We all had the one tie because of the Texans-Cowboys three-point game on Sunday night. Um, we actually all had different, we had, had different picks there. But with the three-point spread, it was a push, so we all got a tie. Um, I went 4-3-1 on the weekend, bringing me to 15-23-2 on the year, so I'm slowly inching back up towards that 500. Travis went 3-4-1 for the second week in a row, bringing him to 19-18-2 on the year. Hey, I'm, I'm still, I still have a winning record, so don't, uh, don't get down on me. Just two back-to-back subpar weeks. <clears throat> but the NFL has been stupid, so. Yeah, it hasn't been fun. Um, didn't really get to pay attention too much because we were um, – at the game, by the way, it was a fantastic time in Cincinnati. Um, if anyone's ever in there, it's a it's a really clean city, uh, really fun. We had we had a lot of uh, of good times there. A lot of great food, a lot of great beer, uh, cool atmosphere down by the riverfront. And Paul Brown Stadium was a lot nicer than what I would have uh, imagined it was going to be. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Um, what what wasn't nice was us blowing a lead and losing the game, and me proceeding to stomp on my sunglasses because I was pissed off that we lost walking out of the stadium. So. Yeah, well, at least you didn't smash a beer on an infant child. <laughs> on the wall and got on the infant child behind me to clarify. Very true. Very um, true. But uh, so well, just to kind of add on to that, what were you going to say? That the only two consistently playing teams at this point are my two least favorite teams in the NFL. Yeah, Chiefs and Rams look, look pretty solid. Like, again, like I said on a couple weeks ago, they seem to be on a collision course. Even though our, our betting, we're still not – Still didn't do too great the last couple weeks. With Ethan doing pretty bad, shows that it's a little tougher than you think. 
Hey, speak mm-hmm. for yourself. I uh, I've been doing not horrible. I was three, four, and one, four, three, and one. So, <clears throat> well, five hundred two weeks in a row over the last two weeks isn't isn't that bad for me. It still shows that we did better in our first guess, and it's not as easy as some people may think. Exactly. I cannot wait till we have on our next guest. We'll we'll try to get that lined up here in, in the next couple episodes, <laughs> just to show you guys that we actually know our shit. But that being said, let's roll on to, into Degenerates Digest. <laughs> All right, here we go with our Degenerates Digest, where we have every week three college football matchups, three NFL matchups in each of our locks of the week. Jarrett picked these uh, matchups out for us. Our first college football matchup of the day, yet number two, Georgia, at number 13, LSU. Uh, number two, Georgia is a seven-point favorite in Death Valley. LSU coming off of a pretty bad loss to Florida. Florida. Um, and I don't think Florida's very impressive. Yeah, me neither. So what I was going to say is me and you, uh, or you and I both know that Death Valley is not an easy place to play. We traveled down there a couple couple years ago to watch Mizzou play. Granted, Mizzou wasn't great that year. They didn't make a bowl game, so I can't really compare it to anything. But they still smacked us um, and acted like we were a redheaded stepchild. <laughs> um, so with that being said, like you said, LSU's coming off a bad loss. I it's hard to see them losing two weeks in a row, but Georgia just is, is kind of think is playing really dominant. Yeah, they're killing everyone. They have the 13th best offense in the country, the 21st best defense in the country, um, and LSU in those categories ranked 58 and 61 respectively. I mean, since all, I mean LSU, they had two really good wins in the first couple of weeks, of the first weeks of the season, where you know they beat Washington and Auburn, but since then they haven't really played anybody. Um, their play has seemed to take in a drop off. They really struggle to score points against a Florida team that I don't think is that impressive, like you said. Granted, the Swamp is never never an easy place to play. With that being said, I'm going to take Georgia on this one at minus seven. Um, both are three and three against the spread, so there's not really a lot of um, advantage there. I think it's close until like the thir- end of the third, beginning of the fourth quarter, and then Georgia kind of pulls away and ends up winning by 10 or so points. Yeah, uh, like Jared said about – Georgia's offense and defense, they put up 485 yards a game on offense while we're letting up 283. Uh, so I don't see it being that close of a game. Like we've said, we know it's in Death Valley. It's a hard place to play. Um, but I feel like this was a pretty easy pick to me. Um, that Georgia running back, Holyfield, should have a good game on the ground unless he runs into someone who bites his ear off. <laughs> uh, he's uh, He should do pretty well. He's a good guy. He's a big monster that's going to mow over that LSU defense. So we both picked George on that one. Minus seven. Um, With our second matchup of the day, we have number seven, Washington at number 17, Oregon with Washington, Washington being a three point favorite again on the road. Uh, Yeah. um, This one was a little harder for me to pick. Uh, Honestly, out of all the matchups that we have, that I had scheduled out out of all six besides the locks of the week. I feel like this is my hardest one. I, I, oh, I was going to agree with that. And thought about it. Um, I mean, if you look at Washington's schedule, they have no convincing win all year besides beating the absolute dog shit out of a ranked BYU team who I think should not have been ranked. The only reason why they were ranked cause, is because they beat Wisconsin at the beginning of the year. I think BYU is super overrated. Um, so if you look at LSU, I mean Washington. Sorry, if you look at Washington's schedule, they really haven't played anybody. 
Oregon has looked good, and Oregon could be undefeated if not for a boneheaded fumble in the final minutes of that Stanford game that forced overtime, and then they ended up losing overtime. They could be 5-0. and Neither team is very good against the spread this year, so that made it a little bit difficult to pick this one. But I think that Oregon is actually going to win this game, so that's why I'm taking them at plus three. Even if they don't, I think it's going to be very, very close. Uh, but I think they win, so I'm going to take them at plus three. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched many either of these teams all year because, you know, they go until the buck crack of dawn, and usually they're too drunk or passed out by the time you know, <laughs> the game gets over with. So, I mean, um, I'm not sure if Washington Washington can score enough here. Um, they are only averaging 29 points per game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, their defense is stellar, but their offense is not that great. Um, so I think Oregon's going to come out at home and put a few points up on the board early and, and kind of not run away with it, but I think they can win it for sure, especially definitely cover that, that plus three. So I'm going to go with Oregon here as well. Yeah, I like that. Um, speaking about their offensive defense, so I found, found it kind of funny. Washington's offense is ranked 28th and Oregon's defense is ranked 28th. So pretty yeah. even match there. But conversely, Washington's defense is 58th and Oregon's is 37th in terms of the yardage. So. I think Oregon has the advantage on both sides of the ball there. So in there at home, in there at home, it's a big Pac-12 matchup. It should be a good game to watch yeah, for sure. Um, and then we here we have our uh, last college football matchup of the week. Before we move into our locks, we have number 15 Wisconsin at number 12 Michigan in the Big House. Michigan is seven and a half point favorites. Pretty big spread here, seven and a half. Uh, I know we took Michigan earlier on in the year when they played Notre Dame. Yeah. Fucked us there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like this matchup, though. I do, too. Um, I think this one is super easy for me. Uh, yeah. I think Wisconsin is not good at all. Uh, I think they're super overrated. I think they're only there because they've had a good team the last, shit, what, 5, 10, 15 years. Um, they've been good, I feel like, ever since I started watching college football. Um, and they're good every single year. But I think your name can only carry you so far. Michigan, like like you just said, has looked great. Their only loss was on the road against Notre Dame. And Notre Dame looks like a team that's going to be in the college football playoff at this point. Yeah, Um, looks pretty good. So, I mean, Michigan's only loss is to a team that is probably going to finish inside the top four and go to the college football playoff. Um, Michigan is 3-3 against the spread. The Badgers are 1-4. And I think this one could get ugly quick in the big house uh, because Wisconsin, I think, is not that great. I think Michigan can win by like two two touchdowns, so yeah. I'm gonna take them at minus seven and a half. They're gonna they're gonna need to come out well. Um, they can't come out flat, or else they might be in trouble. Um, but they Michigan's been playing extremely well at home this year. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the only game they lost was at Notre Dame. They've won by an average of 34 and a half points of their games that they win. Meanwhile, Wisconsin is Wisconsin's only played one road game all year. Wow, who was so, it against? Do you know? Um, Northwestern. Okay. No, no, no. I don't know. Shit, I forgot. But anyway, they've only played one road game. So going to Michigan, um, Shea Patterson's been stepping up and their defense has been locked down. So I'll take Michigan minus seven and a half as well. So uh, clean sweep on our picks there. I'll pick in the same thing. Uh, what do you have for your lock of the week since you're already talking? All right, my lock of the week. Here it is. USF at Tulsa. Fuck off. Are you kidding me? Swear. That's mine, too. <laughs> USF at Tulsa, they're minus it's seven. Friday, it's, hold on. Time out. It's some Friday night football action, though. It's not a Saturday game. It's Friday night. Is it? 
Yeah, Friday night, American Athletic Conference football action, baby. Okay, that's that's cool. But USF is undefeated going into Tulsa, who is one and four. Yeah, and they're only seven and a half point favorite. I mean, there's there's really not a whole lot to to say here. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that's crazy, we had the same lock of the week. Uh, the only thing that that kind of scared me is that USF's average margin of victory is only twelve, but um, they've actually played some pretty decent competition so far. Uh, they did they did beat Illinois, which uh, granted Illinois is not a good team by any stretch of the measure, but they are a Power Five team and USF is not, um, and they beat them by six. So I think a seven and a half point spread on the road against a Tulsa team that isn't great, like you just said, uh, should be no no problem. The only thing that scares me though is that USF their strength of schedule is 108th, and Tulsa's was 60th. Yeah, but still, I mean. Yeah, I mean, if they're, they're ranked. I don't think they're going to go into Tulsa and lose to a one and four Tulsa. Yeah, but they don't have to lose, though. They could win by less than it's seven. seven and, I don't know. It's, it's seven. Shaky, but I was, I mean, honestly, the rest of the college matchups this week, I didn't like any of them. I didn't like any of them at all, to be honest with you. I didn't really like any either. I didn't, wasn't go, I didn't feel like going to dig. What's up? I said there wasn't really any stuck that stuck out to me, and I saw this. Um, and as you know, like uh, – you know, Steven Montoya at work, uh, his, he went to USF. So I could talk to him, talk to him about USF football a lot. And he's actually given me some insights. And I think uh, Blake Barnett, their old, uh, Alabama's old quarterback is now, or once Alabama's old quarterback is now at USF is having a pretty good year. So I think they have the ability to kind of put points on the scoreboard in a hurry. That should be a good one. I, th- I think they should, they can pull it out. I don't think they're going to go in there and, and play too bad. They're ranked. They're going to, they're going to keep climbing the polls. So now we're going to have, games that we picked that are five days in a row thursday friday saturday sunday and monday nice that's a friday night football game there you go you get to get to bet and root on every night of the week starting from thursday all right coming fresh off of a drink break i noticed jared's drinking some yingling lager yep bought it at a gas station somewhere in indiana somewhere in indiana that's always a good one Drinking some Boulevard Rattler, their new Tart Apple. Yeah, how's that? It's actually pretty good, but it's a little sweet. It's sweeter than I thought. But yeah, their Rattlers sometimes are kind of sweet. But yeah, this one's. It'd be a good summer beer. Probably not what you want to get in mid-October, but it's yeah. What I got, it was on sale. I think next Go week. Have, I think next week I'll have some pumpkin beers like Ethan did last week. I yeah. Think- I think- I think so. I need to. I need to do some research on who has the best one, so I can try some nice pumpkin. Oh, beer. It's for sure Schlafly, by the way. Schlafly, by far and away, has the best pumpkin beer. That's a hot take alert from me. If anyone wants to come at me and let me know otherwise, <laughs> come, you come at me because I think Schlafly, St. Louis's own Schlafly, has the best pumpkin beer by far. There it is. I don't drink much pumpkin beer, but Jared has it for you. All right, so we're going to roll right into our Thursday night matchups. I'm um, sorry, our NFL matchups. First one being Thursday night football. Again, we always do Thursday, Sunday, and Monday nights in our locks for the week. Thursday night this week, you have the Philadelphia Eagles, the Eagles at the New York Giants. Philly is a three-point favorite. Who you got here, Trev? As if I couldn't care less about a game. Fucking Philadelphia and New York Giants. Yeah. Um, this one was tough for me. Um, once again, but it's prime prime time game, so we got to pick it. It's one that I probably won't care too much about. I don't even know if I have many fantasy players on this one. 
Um, I think it's going to come down to defense. Um, Philly allows 66 yards per game on the ground, while the Giants only put up 75. So the run game is going to be shut down. Eli Manning is going to have to step up and prove that he has it, which he hasn't this year. Um, I don't think he's going to be able to do it. I think the Eagles have a bounce-back week after two consecutive losses. Um, and the Giants continue their trend of, you know, having the number one draft pick being the front runners for that one. So I'm going to take Philly minus three. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to take Philly minus three here too. It's a low – it's a – I thought this would be a little bit bigger of a spread than this, but I mean, I guess the NFC East is such a shitstorm right now that you can't really pick too big of spreads. I just think, don't think there's any way that Philly falls a two and four. I know they're kind of coming off a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl hangover right now, uh, but I think Wentz, like this is the week he finds his stride again. Um, he really kind of gets picks up the rhythm after being out with the ACL injury um, against, like you said, a very average Giants defense. Well, you didn't say that, but a very average Giants defense. Um, and I think they win in convincing fashion. And again, this is where they kind of pick up steam on their way to another NFC East crown. Not like he's not like that's hard because that division is awful. Um, but yeah, I think Philly wins by like 10 points. I just, I don't know why the spread is only three. I don't get it. Yeah. The only way I can see them having a tough time or even winning the Giants, that is, is if they use Saquon Barkley out of the backfield and do some dump off passes that. Yeah, but Philly has a pretty good defense. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I don't see it happening. The Giants have been pretty stagnant on offense this year. So anytime you have Chris Long coming off, coming on as a extra pass rusher, sometimes or as like your third pass rusher, you have a pretty damn good defense. Chris Long's the goat. Um, rolling into our Sunday night matchup, this one will be fun to watch. And like Travis said. We don't like this team. We actually don't like either of these teams. No. If I'm gonna put, if I'm gonna, if the Dolphins pull their heads to their ass and win again, win against the Bears on Sunday, I'm gonna be a big Chiefs fan come Sunday night because um, the Chiefs play the Pats in Foxborough. The Pats are a three point favorite. Who do you have here, Trav? All right, who I got? This game is one we can all get on board with. It should be an exciting game for sure. High scoring as hell too. Yep. Um, and I hate to root for either team here. Let's be clear on that. This isn't on who I want to root for. It's on who I think is going to win. Um, it's going to be interesting to me. It's just so hard to pick against New England at home. I know, I know they aren't – they don't have – the record doesn't show how good they are or they're not even that good. But I think the Chiefs finally lose one here, um, especially since Casey's run defense being so terrible. And New England just discovered Sony Michelle. Um, along with James White out of the backfield. I don't think they can keep up, honestly, scoring as much as the Patriots will. So I am going to pick the Patriots minus three here. Um, it kind of sucks. Like you said, with the, if the Dolphins win, it's going to be hard to not root for the Chiefs. But I hope I'm wrong for the sake of my team, but I'm going to pick the Patriots. Ooh, our first disagreement here. Um, finally, with five picks in, we finally have a first disagreement. I'm going to take the Chiefs plus three. Uh, I don't know if they're going to win, but I see this being like – this could be like a 42-41 final. Yeah. Um, so high scoring. Both – neither defenses are great. The only time the Pats have looked good on defense was against the Dolphins. That's because they absolutely fell flat when they came to Foxborough because they can never win there. Um, the Pats, like, you said, like I said, have looked good since they started out one and two. But I don't think they have enough to stop that explosive KC offense – um, I think Kansas City might actually win this game. 
just because the, the Pats' defense is not great. But on the flip side, Kansas City's defense is absolutely atrocious. They can't stop a, a bloody nose right now um, for, for, you know, anything. And like you said, the Pats' offense are finally figuring it out. They got Sonya Michelle. They got James White. They got Edelman back. They got Chris Hogan. They got Josh Gordon now heating up. They got Gronk coming over, running those stupid seam routes that can, no one can seem to figure out how to cover. And he always goes off for like 40 yards. Uh, so they just have a lot of weapons that it's going to be very hard to stop. With that being said, I think it's going to be a close game. Like I said, I could see it being like 42-41. I'm going to take, take the Chiefs plus three just because I don't see the Pats being able to stop their offense. But if you want another side bet on that, I think the over of 59.5 is a pretty safe bet. Yep, that's 59.5. So I would, I would take that unless something terrible happens. So um, should, be a, should be a fun game, though. It should be. It would be terrible to watch for me either way, but it will be a fun one. Yeah. Okay, so Travis has the Pats minus three. I have the Chiefs plus three. Um, so our first disagreement rolling into our Monday night game and kind of like our Thursday night game, an absolute snoozer that I am not going to watch probably. Um, they should flex the 49ers out of all of their primetime games as soon as possible. But on Monday night, we have the Niners at the Packers. The Packers are nine and a half point favorites. Who you got here, Trav? Yeah, I don't know about you, but I just haven't been impressed with the with the Packers lately. Uh, I mean, I know they came off with 22-0 win against the Bills, but – it's the Bills. Um, disregard that game. They've been unable to, like, convincingly win games for me. Um, they should have won on Sunday. They should have yeah, won on Sunday. Yeah. Um, but other than them being not being able to convincingly win games, the Niners have been able to stay in them pretty well. They haven't been really killed. Most of the games they lose by are right around 9 or 10. So this spread is, is kind of going to fuck someone. Um Unless they can establish a good run game, which they haven't really been able to, I don't think they cover this spread, um, especially if they come out in the first half like they did last week. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is not is kind of looking worse. He's hobbling on that knee. Um, I'm going to take the Niners in the late stride to cover, only because it's at Lambeau. Um, I think they'll cover, though. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. (laughs) Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. 
Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Okay. So you're taking the Niners at plus nine and a half. Yes. That was a mouthful. Niners at plus nine and a half. Uh, <laughs> again, another disagreement. I feel like we always kind of agree on the college matchups. We're going good. Then we kind of have a lot of disagreements on the NFL. Um, I'm going to take the Packers at minus nine and a half. Uh, they really fell flat against the Lions. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers and that offense is pissed off because they should have won that game. Mason Crosby missed five kicks, 13 total points that could have won them that game if he would have made some of those. Um, I think they come out um, and they play pissed off. They take revenge out on a banged-up Niners team at home. Um, I think they're going to win by two touchdowns at least. Uh, the Niners going on the road. Lambeau is a tough place to play. Um, so, yeah, I think the Packers just come out, and this is like a, a, a big revenge game for them where they come out and just murder the Niners and win by a couple of touchdowns. We shall see. I'm not convinced about the Green Bay defense uh, at all. but we'll Yeah, see. for sure. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, it, it, Aaron Rodgers going forward is going to be very interesting because if they, if they lose a couple more games, I could see him just saying screw it and giving up on the year and putting him on IR so he doesn't get hurt. Yep, I no, agree. All right, so a couple of different picks on our on the Sunday night and Monday night games for us. Um, rolling into our lock of the week. I don't know about you, Travis, but I didn't like a lot of these NFL spreads, so I'll let you go ahead and go first. I didn't, and I'm going to go something different this week. I'm not even going to do spread. I'm going to do a money line game for you. Are you ready for this? Pittsburgh Steelers plus 110 at Cincinnati Bengals. We we just came back from Cincinnati. We saw how it was to play there. Um, it wasn't tough. Think, it wasn't tough at all. No, it wasn't. And that's what I'm going to tell you is that I don't think Cincinnati's a four and one football team. Mm-hmm. Uh, not even close. We could have beat them easily. The Steelers just whooped Atlanta's ass, and they're coming in to one of the rival stadiums, firing on all cylinders, needing this win. Um, so they have and. Just from watching Cincinnati this weekend, they have weak defensive backs who commit a lot of penalties. Their offensive or their defensive front is not that good. Yeah, the only reason why they were good against the Dolphins late is because we were missing three of our offensive linemen. Yeah. And we were busting off. We averaged over five yards of run. So I think that James Conner has a decent game. Juju and Antonio Brown go off. Um Steelers are going to have a good game and win this one. I think easy. Lock it in. So you said that was plus 140, Steelers money line? Plus 110. I like that. I like that. I, I, I agree. Um, Dolphins should have won that game in Cincinnati, and, and their crowd really wasn't super loud. They were never, like, deafening to where – I mean, we were 20 rows off the field, and I could hear Ryan Tannehill at all times. So uh, I agree with that. I, I like that. I like going money line, going something different, because our locks in the NFL really haven't been super solid lately. Yeah. Um, I did pick a spread. I was looking at the money lines, looking at the over-unders, and the over-unders have really screwed me both times I've done a lock of the week. Maybe two or three times I've done a lock of the week, a lock of the week as an over-under. They've all failed miserably. But I'm going to look at a game, and I think it's going to be a bounce-back game for this team. The Jaguars in Dallas, the Jags are minus three. Um, I think the Jags' defense, which is still really, really good, is going to prey on a very weak and one-dimensional Cowboys off- offense. Cowboys offense is totally built around Zeke. Um, Dak Prescott can't throw the ball downfield for anything. 
So I think Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Bouye are just going to hang around and pick on those lower routes that he throws across the middle. Um, I think it's going to be a very low-scoring game. I almost wanted to take that under. That under almost got me again because it's at 40-and-a-half. But, like I said, the Jags, you know, they last time I picked them as my under, they ended up covering with the last 20 seconds of the game. Um, but I'm taking the Jags minus three. I think they beat Dallas in Dallas like a 14-10, you know, 17-10 game like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they have a bounce-back week and their defense just kind of holds uh, uh, Dallas's offense at bay. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that game and I liked it a lot. I thought I was bouncing around the idea of going with that as well. I just know that the Jags are kind of banged up right now on offense, but they got Jamal Charles coming. I saw that, yeah. Um, they signed Jamal Charles. Let's see if he still got it. I mean, I think he can work in that offense, so. Yeah, I do. I think he'd be a decent third third down back, goal line back. We'll, uh, we'll see. But I like that. I think our two locks of the week this week should be pretty good. Or our three locks Cause of the week. Because we both went 0-2 in our locks of the week last week. Yeah. Um, it was not good. So that concludes our Degenerates Digest for the week. We can move on into some Q&A and trending topics. What do you want to go after here? So I think we should talk about UFC 229 and kind of what's going to happen after that. I don't know if any of you guys watched it last week, but if you didn't, you missed a pretty good card. Um, Travis and I watched it at a bar in Covington, Kentucky, which is right across the river (laughs) from Cincinnati at good old Molly Malone's. Um, an Irish pub in Covington, Kentucky. It's a pretty fun time. Um, Derek Lewis is a fucking national treasure, man. That guy is hilarious. I don't know if you guys have seen the interview uh, where he Joe Rogan asked him why he took off his shorts after he knocked out some Russian guy. He said, my balls was hot. My balls was hot. <laughs> uh, then he goes on to say that Trump called him and wanted him to knock out that Russian guy because making him look bad, USA and his hoe. Um, it's going to be fun watching him fight. He's actually going to – we found out today he's going to fight Daniel Cormier for the heavyweight belts um, on November 3rd. So he's going to turn around less than a month and fight, I think, one of the best heavyweights I've ever seen fight. And it's weird, too, because they're good friends. Yeah. Well, they're, yeah. I don't know if they're friends, but they, they don't hate each other. Yeah, they don't hate each other. They talked at UFC 226 when Cormier won the heavyweight belt. Cormier currently holds the heavyweight and light heavyweight belt. I think they're going to make him suspend the light heavyweight belts. We'll see, because if he loses the heavyweight, they might just say, screw it, you can have the light heavyweight and defend that against John Jones when he comes back. That's what I think, and I think he might lose both of them here shortly. Dude, yeah, because Derek Lewis is a mammoth of a man. Yeah, he's like four inches taller, or like five or six inches taller than him. Yeah. Cormier, so it'll be a good one. 229 was a shitstorm. We don't know what's going to happen with the whole Khabib and Connor thing, so. We see Khabib post on Instagram, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, about Dana White. He said, he said I'm glad you gave me my belt because um, I would have you, found your car and smashed it with it. Hashtag. Yeah, he was like outside his car. Yeah. Yeah, was, he's an idiot. That's stupid. Dumb Russian motherfucker. Um, <laughs> like, I, I get, like, Connor is not a perfect man by any stretch of the measure. But he has never once acted like that in victory before ever. No. So we'll see if it, if he's gonna like. Do you do you think it's a possibility he gets stripped of the title though? Ah, uh, it's a possibility, but I highly doubt it. Okay, so what uh, if the what if the what if they suspend him though? Like, what do you think happens then if they suspend him for a couple of months? 
I still don't think they'll strip it from him. They'll let him fight for it as soon as he comes back, I bet. I think if they suspend him, I think what they do, and here's what I think will happen. If they suspend him, they'll have an interim lightweight fight between McGregor and the winner of Nate Diaz and Dustin Poirier. That's going to happen on November 3rd as well. I think McGregor, gets, I think McGregor gets the winner of those two. That, that's, that's McGregor's next fight. But Khabib would be able to get the title as soon as he came back. Well, he wouldn't never lose it. He would never lose it. That would, that would just be an interim title. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. And that then, could happen. We'll see. Yeah. Who knows how long it's going to take them to figure that shit out. Um, still, it's still going to be a tough tough thing to beat the uh, card from UFC 228. But Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was fun, though. Um, it was still fun. I'm looking forward to 230 now because we have to see Derek Lewis fight uh, Cormier and and Nate Diaz fight again. Who and he hasn't fought since the last time he fought McGregor, so that's gonna be a blast. You never seen two big old sweaty men fight each other in a ring. It's a pretty good time. So. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, giant boys. Yeah, it was definitely fun. Let's uh, let's move on to a few of the questions that we got this week. Uh, this one comes from Twitter. It's kind of a little homage question. At Britblock11 asks, what moves do the Cardinals need to make this winter to get back into the playoffs? That is a great question because I don't even think John Mozalak knows. I don't think John Mozalak knows, and when I was analyzing it, like, I don't even know. So I'm going to kind of give you my rundown. I wrote a lot here because, obviously, we're Cardinals fans. We're from the St. Louis area. Um, so is our good friend Britt, who's over in Korea now serving our country. Thank you for your service. Um, I think that the young pitching is there, both in the bullpen and the rotation. You don't need to make any moves for pitching, I, th- I feel like. Uh, there's enough there. Anything, if Reyes, whatever he can do when he comes back, I don't care if it's a setup man, I don't care if it's a seventh inning guy, whatever he can give you next year because he's been out for two years now, I'm going to view as a bonus. It's almost like Devontae Parker with the Dolphins. Like Anything Devontae Parker does, that's a bonus for me because I expect him to do nothing. That's what I expect Reyes to do next year. You know, missing two years of baseball is very detrimental. So whatever he does, it's going to be a bonus. Um, So I think the main focus needs to be the infield, and particularly the corners of the infield, either first base or third base. Yeah, I say third base, probably probably our main focus. We could get a if we get a power hitting third baseman, that would be a game changer for us. It would be, but if you look at the free agents, we're not getting Machado. I mean, everyone needs to throw that throw that idea out of their head right now because it's not going to happen. Um, I would be hard pressed. I would be very uh, shocked if he didn't re-sign in LA, honestly, especially if they make it to the world series. Yeah. Um, we're not and, and even if he doesn't, we're not the type of team that's going to go out and spend a bunch of money on a free agent bat. And it sucks, but that's what we need. Uh, we don't need, need, but I mean, is, is it worth spending that much money on a bat when you, and like you kind of just deplete the rest of your roster because you spent, $100 million on, on, a, on a third baseman. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Kind of, because we don't need these. We don't need two to three role-playing Jed Jerkos on our team that make errors all the time and 
you know, are only good for a, a good game every now and then with good RBIs. And I don't know. I just think if we got one good bat and he actually performed well, unlike, you know, Dexter Fowler. Yeah. So that was, that's another thing we're doing. I think Dexter Fowler has to go um, get that dead salary off your bench. The problem is, is who's going to take him? Uh, free agent market. Well, you can't cause he's under contracts. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying no one's going to want him. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, my, my, my thing is, like, like I said, focus on the corners. Um, if you can find a good first baseman, we can always move Carpenter back over to third because Carpenter's kind of that guy that can play first, second, or third. Um, I think the big thing right now, because if you look at the corner market at first and third base, who's going to be free agents, it's not a lot there. So I think our best option is to move Colton Wong. Colton Wong can't stay healthy. He can't hit the ball. He's great defensively, but we should be able to trade Colton Wong for a good piece, either at first or third base. And then if it's third base, leave Carpenter at first or move move Carpenter to second. Um, I don't know. But I think Patrick Wisdom can be a guy that can also fill in right there too. I think you just trade Wong for either a first or a third baseman and then pick and plug Carpenter and Wisdom wherever they need to go. You can train Wisdom to play second. Carpenter can play second. Whatever it is, um, I just think the, that moving Wong could propel us to get a good first or third baseman um, and – kind of put us in the right direction yeah I mean I just think they need to work super hard on Jose Martinez with his fielding at first if they just busted their ass all all summer long they might be able to get him to where he could be a decent first baseman Um, so we'll see I mean also second baseman we could we could probably get Ian Kinsler for really cheap yeah hometown discount he's old too so he's 37 yeah he hit 240 last year though and he, had a, he had a war of 2.3. Second baseman is decent. Yeah. So we'll see. To answer your question, Britt, we don't really know. Our best guess would probably be to buy at least a bat or two. Yeah. We think it's good to answer your question. Our next question comes from Austin Brandon. Um, more of a fantasy aimed question. Is Jordan Reed a fantasy starter moving forward? Um, no, move him, move him immediately. Get rid of him. Do something before people realize his value. Uh, people who don't listen to this podcast will know that dude has had 22 targets in four games. That's an average of five and a half targets a game. And he's only catching three passes a game. Yeah. Um, so unless he gets a touchdown, he's going to be not be worth a spot in your lineup at all. So I say, no, move him if you can. Um, I actually didn't realize how bad he was, so I sat down and looked at the numbers because I actually tried to trade for him in one of my leagues because I'm in dire need of a tight end. But I'd rather do something else. If you want to, move him for a decent slot slot piece and pick up um, Jeff Swain from uh, the Dallas Cowboys. I actually picked him up in a PPR league and did pretty good last week. So, uh, yeah. I think I think you get rid of him immediately. I think you get rid of him. I mean, definitely don't drop him because it's Jordan Reed. But if you can get anyone valuable out of him, do it. Also because you never know when he's going to get hurt because the dude's a Band-Aid. Yep. Walking. He's only – in a PPR league, he's only had two double-digit weeks. He has had a bye week, but this last week has kind of proved that he doesn't really have what it takes going up against a pretty bad New Orleans. Which is weird. I thought he'd be good with check down Smith, but not the case. <laughs> It's sack eating Smith is what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that if that answers your question, Austin, do not try to trade him to me in that league either. <laughs> um, 
And here we go. Here's one from Kevin Meese, another good friend of ours. Who ends up with the all-time touchdown record, Brees or Brady? Um, Drew Brees is 39. Tom Brady's 41. Uh, Tom Brady's only ahead of Drew Brees by one touchdown. I think Drew Brees has more years left than Brady does. Even if those years were, even if those last couple when he only throws a couple, like maybe five or five to ten, I still think he ends up on top. I think that's easy. I think Brady has this year left, and then I don't think he has a good year left next year. So I think Drew Brees ends up beating Brady because just because of the age difference there. Yeah, not even going off the age difference. If you, even if it just were to be over the next two years, if they were to both quit playing at the end of next year, I think it'd be Brees anyway because he throws more touchdowns than Tom Brady yeah. over the last year, I think. Yeah. Their offense is just much more explosive, and Brady's just kind of been stepping back into – Yeah, they put up, like, what, 40 points last week, last night? Yeah. yeah. He's been – they've just been putting numbers up on the board, and Brady's been throwing two touchdowns a game, so. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Yep. Um, we can just move on into our last one since we have been answering these fairly quickly. Comes from Lucas Rogers. Do you see Aaron Rodgers becoming more fantasy relevant after this week? This was. I'm glad you did this one last. This was the toughest. This was the toughest quest, question to answer for me, besides the Cardinals question, and because I don't have a solid answer. Yes and no. I guess you could say. Um, I think he should pick up the pace starting this week, depending on like we talked earlier, depending on the health of his knee. Um, if the Packers lose a couple more games and they're and the Bears keep winning, and they're out of the NFC North picture by week nine or ten. I think they're just going to say, "Screw it, shelf them for the year, and start repairing that knee, and you know, get them ready for week one next year." But um, and he's more of a matchup play right now, like depending yeah. on who he's playing, which is odd because he's never been that way in his career. Normally, Aaron Rodgers is a you start him every single week, no matter who he's playing. Um, but I think he should get back on track this week at home against the Niners. We talked about that matchup earlier. But, again, I don't know. Uh, after this week, depends on what he does. It's, it's a yes and no. I think it's a matchup-by-matchup scenario. And if the Packers lose, even though it isn't his fault, more games, then he could be shelved by week 10. I agree. It's still kind of up in the, up in the air. In a league where touchdowns are six points apiece, He's had 30, 17, 23, 16, 34. So he's been a roller coaster ride of a point production at yeah. this point. And you said matchup wise, he goes against San Francisco. Another on the bye. So it might give him a little bit to, you know, rest his knee up, get healthy again. But then he plays the Rams in New in LA, plays the Patriots in New England, and then they play Miami. So there's three pretty tough matchups going against corners right there. Yeah. And he might not even – I mean, man, I, I don't know that. If they – so what are they right now? Like what, two and two? Or they have a tie, right? They're two, two, and one, right? Two, two and one. So if they're going to win this week, they're going to beat the Niners. They're going to be three, two, and one. But they could easily lose those next two games and be three, four, and one going to that Miami game. If they're three, four, and one and they're out of that NFC North picture, that's week 11-ish or something like that, mm-hmm. right? Week 10. Could, week 10. They could be like, like I said, by week 9 or 10, they could be like, we're 3, 4, and 1. We're not making the playoffs. And they could shove them. I don't know. It just depends. Uh, if you can, maybe try to trade them. I, yeah. I, I don't know. 
That's what I was going to say. If you if you have a, a valuable backup quarterback, maybe try to get something out of him for someone who needs a quarterback. But I definitely say that he might not be starter-worthy come week 11. Yeah. I, and like I said, it's it's a yes and no for me um, just because it's matchup a matchup. I didn't look at his next matchups, and they all sound horrible to me. Uh, besides <laughs> the Niners this week, I didn't know he was going to buy after that. So that kind of screws that. And then Rams and what would you say? Patriots and Dolphins. Man, that's a fucking tough stretch. Yeah, and then Seattle after that, but they're not doing that great. But still, Seattle. Is it in Seattle or is at home? Uh, I think it's in Seattle. That's tough, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, for based on that, I mean, I'm not saying if you trade him, he's not going to go off because Aaron Rodgers and the dude's a superhuman. But I would, if you can afford to trade him, like Travis said, if you have a good backup on your bench, or if you're in a team, or if you're in a league with not a lot of teams in it, the waiver wire is you could easily go there and pick up a good quarterback right now and still yeah. trade Aaron Rodgers and get a really nice piece for someone that need, really is in dire need of a quarterback. Well, that answers all your guys' questions uh, for the week. We kind of kept it shorter than normal. I hope you guys enjoyed. We'll be back next week with a full segment. We'll include our first and ten in there. Um, I'm pretty confident with our picks, my picks this week. Um, but, yeah, look out for that podcast coming next week. and. Hope you guys can do some good on your betting this weekend. Yeah, for sure. So um, make sure you subscribe to um, us on SoundCloud and for you Android users out there. And if you're an Apple user, go to Apple Podcasts, hit the subscribe button. You'll get a notification every single time we drop an episode um, because it's never really um, certain. Travis sometimes throws out the the link on Twitter and Facebook after it's been up for a couple hours. So if you want to get that notification right away, subscribe to us on both of those. Um, follow us on Twitter at two at the number two drunk brothers, and then uh, like us on Facebook um, at the number two drunk brothers in the podcast. Uh, we pretty much post the same content on all those, so keep following us along. We enjoy you guys listening to us, and like Travis said, we'll be back next week with a full jam packed episode. So take it easy, guys. See ya. Every argument, every word we can't take back. Cause with all that has happened, I think that we both know the way that the story ends. Then only for a minute, I want to change my mind. Cause this just don't feel right to me. I wanna raise your spirits. I want to see you smile. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.